One of many reasons I love the Nintendo Switch is that its library has what feels like near every home console game from the previous two generations, but now they're portable. So many of the biggest and best, formerly tied to the TV experiences of the past 10-ish years, finally at your fingertips anywhere. Taking a bath, working out, driving the car, you name it. And today I want to share with you my personal picks from this priority category. My favorite favorites. So here are my top five Nintendo Switch games I'm stoked to finally play portable. But also with lots of honorable mentions and also also don't read too much into the order. Watch your experiences may vary. Please do not observe while driving or operating heavy machinery. I love hacky slashy looty swords and sorcery action RPGs played from any angle and any perspective. So Kingdoms of Amalur, Dragon's Dogma, Dark Souls, Darksiders. It's not so much a category as it is a massive swath of games with a few underlying common themes. But narrowing it down wasn't too hard because I knew I needed the Diablo 3 Eternal Collection, my number 5 pick, on this list. The 2012 original pissed off a lot of people, but half a decade's worth of updates and two solid DLC packs later, not to mention just tons of content and replayability to begin with, the 2018 Switch version quickly became one of my most played games. It's also one of my favorite games to play with friends, whether portable at someone's house who has beer, or docked in digitally when I have the beer and I don't feel like sharing. I avoided Borderlands for years because it looked like a kinda sci-fi FPS, because it is, but then a friend described it to me as first-person Diablo with guns, so I gave Borderlands Legendary Collection, my number four pick, a shot, pun intended, and it gave me all the grinding and looting I needed to nudge me happily out of my comfort zone for once. What's more important though is the bigger picture idea this collection represents in this list, a common theme today by the way, there are so many very affordable Switch compilation games out there with multiple good ports. Bioshock, Resident Evil, Assassin's Creed, Doom, Ori, Oddworld, Spyro, Crash, Pro Skater, Mega Man. It's a topic that's definitely getting its own video someday. But for now, just know that Borderlands is my favorite collection specific to today's topic, with Borderlands 2 being my favorite entry therein. Number three is a tie between Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe because I wanted platforming and racing represented in my list, and I am terrified of menial decisions, so bonus pick, I guess. Both offer cliche Nintendo good solo play, but also Mario Kart 8's competitive and Super Mario 3D World's co-op components, respectively, make them great for company, whether hosting or guesting. Once again, though, it's more about the idea these two games represent. Stellar Nintendo-published games rescued from the Wii U wastelands by the Switch. Tropical Freeze, Pikmin 3, Tokyo Mirage Sessions, which is incredibly hard to say on microphone, by the way, and especially Bayonetta 2 are the other Wii U exclusive contenders that come to mind in yet another topic that definitely deserves its own list someday. Number two, The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim, just happens to be one of my personal favorite games for each of the five consoles on which I own it. The lore, the dragons, the unintended comedy. I have to play first person view because watching my character in third person is distractingly hilarious. And I love destruction magic, meaning Bethesda essentially tricked me into playing a very janky first person shooter. 
But before you roll your eyes at my painfully store-brand bland vanilla high fantasy taste, I'll ask you one last time to think more about what Skyrim's Switch port represents, because it's basically the inspiration for this video. Massive, open, formerly home console compulsory AAA content cram-packed experiences where I can now not only play on the go, but on the same save file no matter where I am. Finally, I can start never stopping Skyrim, ever. Or The Witcher 3, Saints Row 2 or 3, L.A. Noir, or any of numerous other qualifying candidates. And naturally, number one is Dragon Quest XI S Echoes of an Elusive Age Definitive Edition. Why don't you just leave me alone, Wernstrom? Because it's a very good, very large, turn-based swords and sorcery JRPG from my favorite franchise on my favorite console. It's also my second most played Switch game ever, partially because I spent more time on the PC original right at launch, and also partially because I was addicted to the Switch version of Yu-Gi-Oh! Legacy of the Duelist Link Evolution for like a year one time. DQ11, as its closest friends call it, is a weird fit in this list because it came out for PC and PS4 in the US in September 2018, more than one year into the Switch's lifespan. But since the PS4 aligns nicely with a previous console generation, the Switch version came out a year later, and this is just a YouTube video made by an idiot, I'm running with it. And besides, I doubt any subgenre benefits more from portability and using a single save file than big, grindy JRPGs. So there you have it, my top 5 Switch games I'm stoked to finally play portable. And more importantly, lots of honorable mentions since my gaming taste is not exactly diverse. So many of those biggest and best home console games of the past decade or so, now wieldy and pervasive. Finally, I can take my prized Yu-Gi-Oh! zombie deck with me anywhere and everywhere. My digital one. I could already kind of do that with my actual one, but my wife begged me to stop challenging real-life strangers to Hey, thank you so much for being here. I'm very grateful. And if you liked it and you can leave me a like or a comment or even a sub, that would be awesome. I appreciate you and I'll see you next time. So the Nintendo Switch is like the Nicolas Cage of video game consoles because it's on everything. Or that's actually kind of backwards. Everything is on it. So instead of like Nicolas Cage being in every movie, it's almost as if every movie were in Nicolas Cage. You know, that all sounded a lot funnier when I was writing it down. <laughs>